Amen. Amen. Well, as uh, Pastor DJ said, um, we were supposed to have uh, a guest speaker um, here this weekend. And um, just giving you my complete transparency here, uh, part of me is super disappointed uh, because we have been planning on having Steve Cuss here for months and months and months. Um, and what actually happened is um, Wednesday afternoon, he shot me an email and said, hey, got some issues with my mom. Um, and I'll let you know Friday morning whether I can come or not. Thursday afternoon, he sent a text and said, hey, this weekend's a go. I will be there. And then Thursday night, got word from the doctor that things had gone in the wrong direction, and he had to fly out um, this this weekend. And so we had to adjust real quick. Um, and so it, it's a good thing that I have listened to his message on anxiety. It just, I, it, and here's what's really great is God has just completely uh, given me a, just a great piece about uh, giving this message, and he actually started to prepare this message for tonight uh, at Tuesday night's prayer, and I didn't even realize what he was doing, but he knew what was taking place, and so I believe he's got a great word for all of us. So you guys ready? Um, I know maybe some of you came hoping to hear Steve Cuss and hearing uh, a message in regards to anxiety. We will have him come. I'm looking for January, February next year um, to, to get him here, and you will absolutely be blessed. But God has got something good for you tonight. Amen? All right. So real quick, we are in a series called Walk This Way, and one of the things that we are doing is we are taking an opportunity in the, in the service to actually look back at last week just real quick, and in regards to tonight with timing, I want to do this really quick. DJ did an incredible job last week talking about our availability and the fact that every single one of us is a Christian in our practical Christianity and walking out what God has called us to, we believe that God has asked all of us to be available to him. And one of the things that, uh, or, you know, I loved what DJ said in the, in the fact that um, three things, three C's. He said, um, compassion, courage, and discernment. We'll give him the liberty of the discernment uh, on that. Uh, but he, he did just an incredible job in talking about how um, if you have a heart of compassion, if you're courageous, and if you have discernment of what the Holy Spirit is doing, it opens your heart and mind to be able to be available for uh, people that God brings into your way. And so real quick, I want to give an opportunity to just have uh, a time, just maybe two or three people if you have a testimony of looking back at last week, hearing that message, something maybe you did this week, or maybe something that you have done in the past where you weren't necessarily um, looking for God to use you, but you made yourself available and God was able to speak through you or do something through you uh, in order to help somebody else. As you're thinking about that, I will share just one that I feel like God is doing in me, and that is uh, I feel like God has asked me to be more available to my neighbors in my neighborhood. Um, and in particular, we have neighbors just as I walk out my front door, just to the left, they're uh, an older couple. Um, to be quite honest with you, um, they're kind of the grumpy couple in the, in the cul-de-sac cul-de-sac. Um, they're, they're the ones that yelled at us for lighting fireworks on the 4th of July, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and so it, it, it's one of those that my flesh just kind of wants to separate myself from them. Um, and yet I feel like God is asking me to push in to that relationship. And so um, recently I asked them how they were doing and, you know, they gave me the cordial response. And then the husband actually went into the garage and the wife came over real quick and she just said, hey, Dan, I want you to know that my husband was just diagnosed um, with um, kind of Alzheimer's. 
And, and she said, it's progressing very quickly. And so I don't know what to do exactly. And she knows that I'm a pastor. She said, so would you pray for me? Uh, and I said, absolutely. He started coming back out. So she scurried back on over because she didn't want him to know that, that we had talked. Um, and so uh, this week, I just have been praying for them. And I just have a real heart um, now for them. And I went over and asked her how he's doing. And she confirmed that it's just, it's progressing even more. So I'm sharing that because I believe that God is going to use uh, Kim and I in that relationship, but I'm asking you as a family, pray for them. Um, Eric and Chris is their names. Um, pray for them. If they come to your heart, if the Lord reminds you of this testimony that I just gave, would you just lift them up in a word of prayer? Because they're obviously a difficult time with, with those kind of things going on. Somebody else? Anybody else? Right here. Hi, my name is Bo. <clears throat> so there's a... Um well, I'll jump back. Um, pretty recently, our life's been insane, <laughs> moving around from, like, Airbnbs, my wife breaking her foot and all kinds of stuff. And so we've been kind of caught up in the busyness of life. And um, there's a, a widow that we kind of help take care of um, from our old church, and um, we haven't connected with her in a while. And so we just called her, um, what, what was it, Friday, Thursday? And um, I was like, hey, Carrie, I want to take you to Red Lobster. It's, like, our favorite place to go and, and just love on her. So I picked awesome. her up, and I got my big old truck. She can, like, barely get in the truck. I literally <laughs> have to pick her up off the ground into the truck. And she's, like, having the time of her life. And um, So, A, just serving her and loving her and really, like, trying to reconnect with her. She's qu quite elderly. She's in her 70s and um, just not forgetting about her because she sits at home quite a bit um, alone. But then we go into the restaurant. Um, Hold on, both. Some people over here that when you said 70s, they were like, hey. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend anybody. The young 70s is, is what hey, you meant. Blessed yes. are the merciful. Um, anyways, um, we, we go into Red Lobster, and uh, there's, like, no one to be found, but the restaurant's packed, and I'm like, what's going on? So then a lady finally comes and uh, sits us down, and she looks, like, super mad and just, like, frustrated, and I'm like, okay, I guess they, they're probably short-staffed. And so we sit down. Dude comes out, and every time we've ever gone, it was either him or this other lady. And normally, he's, like, really upbeat and happy. And this day, he's, like, he just looks so stressed out of his mind. He's freaking out. He's, like, man, I don't know why I keep coming back. And I'm, like, dude, you look really, like, stressed out, man. Like, what's going on? He's, like, yeah, we're super understaffed, man. And, like, I just, I don't know what to do. This is just crazy. We have the whole restaurant. It's just us two servers. And so um, I laid hands on him and prayed for him, and he got, like, wrecked. And then at the end, we just gave him a really, like, really blessed him with a really big tip. And um, I don't know, it just, like, really wrecked that guy, you know, in, in the midst of the chaos, like, just coming in, being the light, and just loving on him, and just being Jesus to him, you know. So it was cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. It's amazing. Maybe one more? I wasn't here last week. But I do have something to share because I'm new in town, been here a couple months, and I was just praying for new friends and a place to be and serve. And it's just interesting. I went into the visitor center to see what I could find out about Castle Rock, and thinking I'd be there five minutes, and an hour and a half later, I've connected to two women who are in a situation similar to me that they feel like it was a God thing that I was there that day and that we've made such a connection. And it, it wouldn't be in my thinking to 
get prints from the chamber, particularly because I'm no more normal to get it from prints. And then I was invited to a, a networking event, and I thought, this is so weird to be at a bar with people. And 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 yet I just, it, 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 thoughts came to my mind, well, who did Jesus hang out with? It wasn't, he didn't go to church to do that. And so it's just interesting how our lives are, sometimes take different ways. And even at this time, I'm talking about things at the bar. And so it was just interesting. And, and as I'm doing that, I realize I'm making friends and I didn't even expect to do that. But I Amazing. So. God turns the your willingness to be available into something that actually you get to benefit from, which is amazing. So Irma, thank you so much for, for sharing that. Um, in light of time, I, I'm going to jump into the message, but want to encourage you, you know, share these testimonies with one another because it's encouraging. A couple things. First, it's encouraging. Second, it helps us to understand that, oh yeah, when you make yourself available, it can be a blessing to others. Um, and then third, for our family here, when you let other people know about things that you're praying for, they can join you in praying for, for those individuals in those circumstances. It sounds like Red Lobster needs some workers. Um, if anybody needs a job, you could probably get a job there too. But we need to be praying for them for sure, and that worker and those kind of things. So just gives us a good heart for things to be praying for. Uh, this week, I uh, wasn't planning on teaching this weekend. Um, and actually, this message, uh, I'm going to talk about encouragement. And this wasn't even on the agenda for this series. Um, and let me tell you how it kind of came about. Tuesday night, we were here uh, for prayer. If you want to join us, you can. Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. And um, Kim was leading us through a time of communion. And so people uh, that were there that evening were just praying for their thankfulness to God. And as we were doing that, it felt like the Lord led me to um, something that I had read about a week before in 2 Corinthians. And so um, I want to read that to you and then kind of just share what God was beginning to show me. Um, and I think it's just super, super cool. 2 Corinthians 1. Actually, let me pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now and we ask that you would just open your word to our hearts and to our minds. God, we desire to hear from you. Uh, and Lord, in regards to this weekend's message, Lord, help us help us to understand that you want us to, to be people who encourage one another, that you encourage us so that we can encourage others. And so, Lord, I pray that you would communicate through me, that you would take the uh, short preparation time that I had and multiply it into something that is just so life-giving by your Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, we thank you for that in your name. Amen. Amen. Uh, if you want to follow along uh, on your phone, you can go to the Version Bible app, three little dashes on the bottom right, click that, hit events, you'll find Shine Church. Uh, you can follow along with the notes there. You can make your own notes in the middle of that. Um, but I was reading, uh, as we were doing this community time, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and this is what it says. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. And then I want you to listen to this part right here. He anointed us. He set his seal of ownership on us. And he put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. I'm going to read that one more time. He anointed us. Would you repeat that? He anointed us. Set his seal of ownership on us. And put, a, 
put his spirit in our hearts. He anointed us. Sorry, sorry, I forgot for a second. He anointed us, he set a seal of ownership, and he put his Holy Spirit as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. Now, I, I know that you've heard this probably from an understanding that when you ask Jesus into your heart, God puts the Holy Spirit into you. That's that seal of ownership. That guarantees what is to come, our eternal life. Um, I don't know if I've ever really understood or seen the first part of that. He anointed us. He anointed us. And so that evening, while we're, while we're preparing for communion, I started to look at some cross-references and going through that. Now, that was Paul who wrote that. I love it in the Bible when Paul writes something, and then Peter writes something, and then John writes something, or you know, where you can go, oh, wow, this isn't just one person. This isn't just one individual teaching us. This is a couple different authors of what we know as the New Testament that have written about this. And John writes in 1 John, I want to read verse 20 and 27 to you. Verse 20 says this, but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. Okay, just for a second. That should blow your mind for a second. Think about this. Think about it in the context of you, just you right now. Normally, I would say, hey, don't come to church just for you, but right now, I want you to grab a hold of just for you right now. 1 John 2.20. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. Don't ever doubt whether or not you know the truth. God says that he has written it on our hearts. And if you've called upon the name of the Jesus, you've got the deposit of the Holy Spirit put into you, and you are anointed. Oh, this is a good amen right here, guys. You are anointed. I want you to say, I'm anointed. Okay, I'm not going to ask for a raise of hands, but I know for some of you, you're like, "Mm, I don't know if I like that. But here's the truth. Every single one of us that have called upon the name of the Lord are anointed. Paul wanted us to understand this, and John wants us to understand this. A little bit later in verse 27, he says this, "As, as for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you. There it is again. The anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. Here's the bottom line on this. You have the anointing, and the Holy Spirit in you that has given you that anointing will teach you all things. Amen. Time to go home. I don't need to be here. Why am I here then? Well, obviously, we have the structure of the early church where they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and there's a great power that comes when we hear other people speak what God is revealing to them, but I want each and every one of you to understand that you are anointed by the Holy Spirit of God. The same anointing that rests on me rests on you and rests on your kids and rests on your parents. It is on and in everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord, and we all have the ability to then use that anointing to understand what he has for each one of us. He will help us to understand what he is doing. He'll help us understand what this good book says and what it means. He has anointed you and I. Okay, that's cool in itself, yes? I started looking into the word anointing. Um, you know, so many times the w- English language does such a terrible job 
of taking what was written in either the Hebrew or the Greek and explaining it to us. Uh, listen to what anointing means. I looked up both anointed and anointing. And so real quick, again, you can follow along in the notes, but if you don't have that, just listen. Anointed. It means to anoint by rubbing or pouring olive oil on someone to represent the flow or the empowering of the Holy Spirit. To present someone as divinely authorized, appointed by God to serve as a prophet, priest, or a king, etc. Anointing comes from the word charisma, where we get the word charismatic. Charisma. It's an anointing. Referring to the teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit, guiding the receptive believer into fullness of God's preferred will. I'll read that again. Guiding the receptive believer into fullness of God's preferred will. In example, God inwardly persuading the believer. Who's the believer? Us, me, good, all of, yep. God inwardly persuading the believer of his preferences. All right, so here's what I feel like God wants me to communicate to you in regards to this, and that is simply this. When I say you're anointed, I am trying to communicate that God is trying to encourage you in what you've been created for. And when you say I'm anointed, and when you believe that with all of your heart. You are opening the door for the Holy Spirit to come in and reveal to you what you've been created for. And what God is trying to do here is he is trying to take us as receptive believers, use the Holy Spirit to pull out what his preferences are for each and every one of us. He's trying to get us to understand that he has a calling, a purpose, and a plan for each and every one of us, and we are anointed to do those things. Now, we can take oil and we can pray and put that on somebody and we can pray. And what, we are, what are we praying? We're praying that the Holy Spirit would reveal himself to that person so that they would know what to do, what to walk in, what they're called to. Yes, that's, that's what we're doing. But what we're asking God's Spirit to come and anoint, encourage, pull out of somebody what he's created them to be or do. Do you guys see that? Okay, here's where it gets really fun. As I'm praying, so we do communion, we, we partake, and then we had a worship song. And I'm standing in the back over there, and I'm just pacing, and I'm just letting this ruminate. And all of a sudden, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, um, the anointing is what enables us to encourage one another. And all of a sudden, I started thinking, God, there's a message here on this. There's a message in regards to encouragement. And lo and behold, a couple days later, I find out I have to give a message. And so I'm like, okay, I'm so encouraged by the anointing that the Spirit of God is already working in me. And so I start to do some research. Um, obviously, the first, one of the first times we see encouragement in the New Testament is actually not in an act, but it's in a person. Acts 4.36, we are introduced to uh, Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, and then Luke goes on to make sure that we understand his name means son of encouragement. Now, why is this important? Because in the story that DJ told last week, I'm going to tag into this, Paul, Saul, sees Jesus, right? 
and we know he gets his name changed to Paul. But when his eyes are blinded, the Lord, by his spirit, goes to a man named Ananias. Ananias, DJ spoke last week, made himself available and went and talked to Paul. And so we know that the scales were lifted and all of a sudden Paul now believed in Jesus Christ. Okay, well that's great and everything, but if you really think about the story, here's the man that was killing Christians, that was doing everything he could to imprison them and kill them, and now he's a believer. And so it says that he goes to Jerusalem and everybody in Jerusalem is like, dude, this is the guy that kills Christians. Don't have anything to do with him. Can you imagine? I, I can understand why they're saying that. But this man named Barnabas, son of encouragement, goes, hey, 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 hold on, guys. I want you to know what has happened with him. And he begins to call out of Saul or Paul, begins to call out what God has done in his life and begins to show the other believers what the Lord has done in him. And church, I would present and propose to you tonight that encouragement is exactly that. Coming along somebody, seeing what God is doing in them and beginning to call out of them what God is doing. And maybe it's even in a room full of people that are skeptical and unbelieving. Sounds like anointing. Wait, it gets even better. The word encouragement. Encourage or encouragement. It's used in the New Testament 138 times. So it's not just once or twice. It's in there over and over and over again. And let me give you what it means. Listen to the meaning of this Greek word. It means to call to, call to one's aid, to encourage or encouragement, exhort or comfort. If you go into more about the depth of that, here's what it means. It comes from two words, para, which means close beside, and kaleo, which means to call. Properly, encouragement, used in the Bible, is to make a call from being close up and personal. It refers to believers offering up evidence that stands up in God's court. It is an intimate call that someone personally gives to deliver God's verdict. It is used of the Lord directly, motivating and inspiring believers to carry out his plan, deliver his particular message to someone else. Church, I, I don't know if you see it, but when God calls things out of us, it's called anointing. When we call things out of other people, it's called encouragement. And they are directly related. Old Testament, look up the word encouragement, go into the Hebrew, has nothing to do with calling and being close to one another. It has everything to do with strength and courage, which you would think encouragement, oh, it's to give people courage. In the New Testament, no, it is to come close to somebody and say, hey, I'm going to live life with you, Justin, and in li living life, I'm going to call out of you what God has showed me that I see in you, and I'm going to pull that out of you. Oh, is this good? Man, 
We are called to encourage one another. If we're going to live in practical Christianity, if we're going to walk this way, one of the things that God has asked us to do is, number one, understand our anointing, and number two, take it and encourage others with it. And pull out the things that they've been anointed that we see in others and encourage them to walk in those things. Let me read some scripture, and then we'll go into a little interaction, and we'll be done. Hebrews 10. The author says this in verse 24 and 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Now, let's replace encouraging with close-up and personal making a call. Do not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but get close with people and call out one another. That's what that word means. Well, this is, this is good, guys. You're just staring. Maybe I just got you thinking really good. But man, this is so good. We are to get involved in one another's lives. We're supposed to call out the gold in one another. And then it says, and all the more as you see the day approaching. I think everyone in this room would say the the day is getting closer and closer. We just got done with the end time series in which we all agreed we're getting very close to the end times. Guess what? The day is approaching. What are we called to do? If you're going to walk the way that God wants us to do, we are called to get involved with one another and start encouraging the gift that God has shown to us what is in other people. We are to start to do this. We are to start, start, I can't talk tonight. We are supposed to interact with one another and ask God to show us what that person is gifted in and pull it out of them and encourage them to be bold and, and courageous in those things. Hebrews 3, 12 to 13. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily. How often? Daily. daily. As long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. All right, real quick. Could it be saying that our hearts will get hard if we don't have somebody calling things out of us? And we need it daily. We need this daily, church. I know I need it daily. I, it's, it's very interesting. You know, they say it takes... 10 positive things to overcome one negative thing, and yet we live in a world that's just full of negative things. We need this in our lives, church. We need to interact with, we need to press into this. I I don't know how to say this well, I guess. I, I want you to understand that God is imploring us to get close to one another so that we can enable us to not have hard hearts. Romans 12, 8. Speaking about different gifts, if it is to encourage, then give encouragement. Some of us just have a gift for doing this. And if you're one of those people, never stop. Don't stop. Never stop. Don't stop. We need you. We need you to keep moving in those things. I'm glad you two laughed. You got the reference. First Thessalonians 5.11. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you're doing. Romans 15, 5. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I, church, 
there are scripture after scripture after scripture. I just put these five in there, but I, I want you to understand that the New Testament is full of charge to encourage one another. And if we're going to walk this way, and if we are going to actually live with a practical Christianity, I would submit to you that one of the things that God is asking us to do, along with everything else that we've been teaching in this series, but one of the things that God is asking us to do is be very on purpose and intentional to encourage other people. And so I want to enter into just a time of interaction real quick and ask um, two questions. Number one, is there somebody here today that you want to encourage? Because um, if there is, man, let's do it. There's nothing, there's nothing quite uplifting as when somebody just speaks out and gives an encouragement, especially in a public setting. Because not only did I get to hear it, but everybody else got to hear it about me. Yes? You're not looking at me like you don't like encouragement. The second one is, how have you seen this calling out or this encouraging work in your life? So if maybe there's not somebody you want to call out today, maybe, maybe somebody has done that to you and you would share testimony because I think it's just, again, just an uplifting thing. And so um, go just into a little short time of interaction. If you're new here, we, we do this just to get the things, get the spirit moving and seeing what God is doing in other people's hearts and minds. Um, but who dares to go first? They want to share either a word of encouragement or um, just how it has impacted you. And please state your name so everybody knows. Hello, my name is Crystal. And I find it funny because when I walked in, the person I want to encourage, the Lord was very like, so it's you, Peter. <laughs> when you walked by and we were sitting down, the Lord, like, I saw your face and you were smiling. You always smile. And he's like, look at my son's joy. He's like, his face exudes my joy. So I just wanted to encourage you for that. I know it's not always easy, but you still choose joy, and you still share your smile. So I just wanted to share that. Um, and the second part that I wanted to use as the encouragement part is a while ago, I was in a really, we were in a hard place, and it was, there wasn't a lot of hope, and we had friends in our lives, and it stuck with me for such a long time. She would come over, she would sit with us, our kids would play, and she could see that I had no hope, and she was given this, and she said, I, I know you don't have the hope, but I have the hope for you, and because we are a tribe and we're together, um, it's okay if you don't have it, because I'm here with you, and I have it for you, and the Lord's with us, so good. and with that, through all the craziness in our friendship group right now with our friends, there's like four of us that are going through insane things and I just told one of my friends I have the hope for you because someone gave me that That's so and that good. just has been carrying us through oh man I, okay I love it when God speaks starts speaking to me as you guys share second Corinthians I read one at the end at the beginning it's all about we should encourage or comfort others as he has comforted us and so if you get the picture, his anointing of comfort comes on us and our encouragement of comfort goes out because he's given it. And then we can do that from person to person to person. It just bounces. Love that. That's so good. Um, I just want to encourage Bo. What's your name? Uh, hold on. I, I'm, I'm 70, so I have to. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, I'm Bill, and 
I just, uh, two things. One is, uh, um, Bo, I am so encouraged. I follow you on Facebook, and I'm so encouraged by every time you put a project on there, you always thank the Lord. And that is a huge encouragement to me because I usually see something from you almost every day. And just to hear your heart of gratitude toward God is encouraging to me. And I want to encourage you back to keep it up, brother, because um, I'm sure that there's dozens of other people who are encouraged by what you share and your gratitude to Father. So thank you. I love encouragement. Encouragement's the best. <laughs> I want to thank everyone who gave me a hug tonight just for being back. Like, that that was super encouraging. I don't get a lot of hugs in Vermont. Um, <laughs> but Gabe, my man, you're a good friend. Like, I just picked that up from you instantly. Like, it's it didn't take much, but I know that you're a true friend and that anyone who has, like, the privilege to be your friend is really lucky. So thank you. And then, um, awesome, Justin, you have a way to listen to people that is rare among men that are really strong and um, conquer a lot of things. A lot of times, those men just want to steamroll everything, <laughs> and the world's good for it in a, in a lot of ways. Um, but to have that and to be able to slow down and to relate to someone in a really powerful way where you put them above the things that you can accomplish is amazing. So keep that up too. <laughs> so good. Somebody else. I'm going to scoot up a chair so that I can see her. Um, I want to encourage Janelle. Um, I would not be up there singing if it weren't for her. Um, I, I, I was told years ago that I wasn't good enough, that I couldn't do that. Janelle pulled that out of me, and she gave me, helped me find confidence to be able to get up there and sing and then to begin to lead. And she just has a really beautiful way of making people feel comfortable, and she continues to encourage and to pull things out of people and to push them past their comfort zone and help them um, really do what God has called them to do. So. Thanks, dude. Uh, I want to encourage Jordan in the back. That dude's a legend. He's literally so amazing, and he sits back there so diligently every single week. I absolutely love him. Honestly, even the joy, like, uh, it's so awesome. God just, it's like, it's like a chain, it's like lightning chain reaction within all of us. And it's like, it's not me coming in and just smiling and being full of joy because it's like God uses Jordan to like when I see him in the back just sitting there behind a computer working his butt off I'm just like that dude loves Jesus and that dude I I love that dude and so I'm gonna smile and so it's just like you guys so many in the room do that and so specifically to that awesome dude back there Jordan you're the best you're a legend I love you awesome I was in Pennsylvania at a Bible study and feeling like, what am I doing? Why am I here? 
And afterwards, the lady that I didn't even know walked across the room and said to me, God's not done with you yet. And to me, it was just such a word of encouragement. And I thought it really took nerve on her part to come and speak to me because I was a stranger. But what that did for me, making me feel like God, she saw, you know, and that God had told her that he wasn't done with me. So whatever that means, I'm not sure, but I'm trying. It's good. Let's just do a couple more. I want to encourage Adam. Um, You guys know Adam standing on stage leading worship potentially. Um, And this is not about worship, actually. This is about who Adam is and his character. Um, I've had a pleasure of getting to know him. He's had a challenging road in the last few years, but he is the most meek and humble person I've ever met in my life. Um, he is he is always encouraging to others, no matter what he's walking through, and it's impressive. It's 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 um, contagious as well. And I have personally been blessed, like watching you navigate life and its challenges. You still speak encouragement into other people's lives, and you don't talk about the challenges and the difficulties, and you don't, you don't sulk in that. You walk and you carry just this level of the Spirit of Christ in you that you pour out into others. And you do it in worship for sure, but you do it in friendship far deeper, and it's impressive. It's amazing, um, and I think we're all blessed because of that. If you've ever had one of Adam's hugs, you'll know right away. Um, he's so genuine in that, and it's just, it's amazing. You carry Christ's Spirit so well. So good. Anybody else? Um, I want to encourage Pastor Dan, actually. So um, I'm one of the board members in the church. My name is Claudia. So I get to see another side of him. I get to see the financial and the leadership side that is, um, I don't want to say outside of the spiritual side, because everything we do, we, we go to the Father for that. He's the whole package, you guys. I cannot tell you how we sit on board meetings talking about numbers and planning and his heart for the church and for God representing what we're doing. uh, You can see it right there. So, you know, it may not always be fun to go through rows and rows and numbers and things and planning, um, but I can tell you he's the real deal. And I'm, I'm so encouraged to see that. Wow. That's really cool to get the receiving side of that. That's that's awesome. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Um, all right. Um, David Stone, I just felt like I was supposed to say thank you to you. This man called me uh, a couple weeks ago or actually texted me and said, you want to go ATV in? Um, he had no idea whether I could ride an ATV or not. Uh, and it took me up to Georgetown and up to the mountains, some of the most spectacular views I've ever seen um, riding his ATV that he trusted with me as there's cliffs that, I mean, I could totally have destroyed this forever. I trusted me on that, and it was so refreshing for me. So thank you. That was that was such a blessing for me uh, to be able to do that. And I hope you'll do it again next week and the following week and the week after that. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I think we all understand the the life, but I don't know if you sensed it, but just the, the spirit in the room lifted as we started to share these things. Um, and there's just, there's a powerful thing that takes place when we partner with what God has called us to do. And church, he has anointed every single one of us. 
You are anointed. Do not let the enemy tell you that you are not. And his spirit that has been given to us as a deposit, as a deposit of his ownership, guaranteeing what is to come, the reason he gave that to us is so that we would understand that we are anointed. We are anointed, and he's encouraging those things that we were created to do. Part of the thing, or one of the things that I believe that we're created to do is to go and get close to other people and call out. That's what that word encouragement, get close to somebody and call out what God is doing. And so here's the practical thing I'm going to ask you to do this week. Would you just ask the Holy Spirit to, number one, call something out of you? And then number two, will you ask the Holy Spirit to speak a person or maybe many persons in your life? We are supposed to do this daily. As we call it today, we're supposed to be encouraging one another. I am ashamed to admit the lack of encouragement that I have seen in my life as I prepared this message. Get caught up in all of the to-dos and the things that we've got to take care of and miss out on probably hundreds of opportunities a day to call something out of somebody else because I'm so wrapped up in my own world. And so will you allow the Holy Spirit this week to bring somebody to your attention every day, maybe multiple times a day, and would you just give them an encouraging word? Just simply share something that you look up to or that you appreciate that they do and just give them that uplift that just took place right here tonight amongst one another. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now and we thank you for your anointing. God, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I, I am so grateful that we have the Holy Spirit that leads us, that we don't have to go to somebody to hear about you, God, that you have placed yourself into each one of us so that we could know your teaching, so that we could know your heart. And so, Lord, I pray for every person in this room, and I pray that from this moment forward, they would never question whether they are anointed or not, but that we would be bold and confident and know that we know that you have anointed us for what you have anointed us to do. And so, Lord, I pray that your spirit would begin to just show us what those things. I think the key part in that verse is that it's for the receptive believer. And the definition of that anointing, the receptive believer. God, make our hearts receptive in order to know what you are trying to call out of us, what you've created us to be, the purpose and plans that you have for us. And then, Lord, I pray that we would turn around and that we would use that anointing to then get close to and call out of another person, many persons in our life. And God, help us to be men and women of encouragement. And Lord, we thank you for the challenge of that. And Holy Spirit, I pray now that you would not let us forget this word. That anything that was from you tonight, Lord, that we would not be able to get away from it this week. Remind us often this week to be men and women of encouragement. And so, Lord, we thank you for these things in your name. And everybody said, amen.